Macho woman, I want to pee on a macho woman. Um, <laughs> that's my contribution to the episode. Thank you very much. Macho woman, Rendell Savage. <laughs> Welcome to Kinkcast. It is a podcast about alternative sexual lifestyles and kinks. Today's episode is all about super muscular women in a fetish that is known as stalactite alagnia. What's it called? It's one of the few that's not aphelia. It's a lagnia. Lagnia. It's called stenolagnia. Man, I hate it when they don't end with philia. It really drives me up a wall. Why? Lagnia is just... I know it's it's the same thing, but it just I feel like all fetishes should end in philia. And for some reason, it sounds much more dirty to me. Lagnia? Yeah, Yeah. lagnia sounds a lot more dirty. It basically translates to muscle worship, is what it's called. And muscle worship, specifically, we're talking about the muscles being on the ladies. Yeah, we're talking about Lady super muscles. We're talking about super muscular women today. Um, I think today's episode is definitely a great one to open up with an introduction of each of us introduce ourselves and say the craziest thing they saw this week. Because as much as uh, super muscular women does not sound all that exotic, the pornography for it is fucking capital N. Nuts! I saw some of these some of the strangest shit I've seen in my life this past week. Yeah, on the internet. Yeah. Um, can I start? Please. Heyo, I'm Dana, and the weirdest thing I saw this week was a woman who put a watermelon between her thighs, crushed it, and then a man willingly put his head in between her thighs next. Did he she... didn't. She didn't crush his head, oh, but like she, could, she have. could have. She like put uh, like like squeezed it a little bit. And he was like super into it. I uh, I went on to DeviantArt and just typed in the word bodybuilding, and those results were something else. I think my favorite I actually ended up sending to the group, and it was these like women who their bodies did not look normal. A lot of the animation for super muscular women is bizarre well a lot of yeah. it is they are super spray tanned too yes it if you if you take out if you just look at the bodybuilder women it looks like it is a head that has been photoshopped onto a body anyways uh the comic that i saw was like these four bodybuilding friends all ladies and the top of the comic gave their stats of uh, of the fluid ounce weight of their ass, the fluid ounce weight of their boobs. Dana's actually pulled it up, and they're all wearing like tiny bikinis, and they're super shiny. They're their muscle mass. Anyways, it's a comic, and it's these three bodybuilding women who are tech support for their fourth friend, who's an elf and a tie, and also a super bodybuilt woman. And they're like, her, what's her name? It doesn't say her name. Anyways, their fourth friend, they're, they're talking to her, and they're saying, like, you can't download that much porn. You'll break the entire internet. Your computer's loaded with viruses, Jessica, because of all that porn. And I've never she, seen a server die from so much DX. And then she, and then there's this picture of this ultra-muscular woman who's wearing, like, a Chippendales outfit. Doesn't even look like she has breasts. And she looks off wistfully and says, but I love dick so much. <laughs> uh, Chris, what was the strangest thing you saw this week? Uh, I mean, this is a uh, fetish I've been wanting to do for a while uh, because uh, I saw a channel. Uh, I, I think I wanted to do this since the second episode because I had it up on the board. Yeah. Uh, and I saw a channel uh, two years ago, maybe, uh, called uh, Game Girl Power, which is a. Uh, is that like a feminist, like, you know. It's, like, about female characters in video games and, like, making them not too sexual and making sure that they're, like, powerful women. I choose to believe that the artist is female. Because <laughs> fight the patriarchy. Hashtag take it down. Uh, I, yeah. So, uh, it is, a uh, videos of the most overly muscular women. It, I mean, it's completely fake. They're more muscular than, like, the Incredible Hulk, but they're like avatars. Keep in mind, these aren't real women. Yeah, they're they're but like they're, they're, they're CGI. They're Incredible right. Hulk features with necks, hands, and feet that they're are very petite and feminine. Because 
Yeah. The move the current Marvel movies have made it have done a decent job of making it look like just a big buff dude instead of like a dude whose muscles are trying to escape from his body and tear themselves away and live their own lives, which is what <laughs> these women appear. It's very much like a Cronenberg thing type monster. And yeah. also they don't look like muscular women. They look like men. Muscular well, because muscular women, their breasts don't get muscular. They right. still have breasts. Their their pecs get muscular, which can, in my opinion, look a little weird. Uh, but their breasts don't. And Game Girl Power, the breasts are literally muscles. Like, yeah. they are veiny and throbbing and just, like, <laughs> so it actually grow hands and reach out and... I was going to kind of use this idea as, as one of my like later points, but I guess I'll go ahead and open with it. Uh, when I was reflecting on this and, and looking at some of the pornography, th- there seems like there is, and obviously this isn't the case for everyone. I- I'm not trying to like accuse an entire population of a fetish group uh, of being uh, sexually confused. That's not my intention at all. But I-, I think there is an undercurrent, at least for some people and some of the artists, particularly in animation, of having kind of a gender dysphoria. And it's obviously not the case for every art. I'm not trying to make it to that to everyone, but there is a segment of this animated pornography that feels very removed from gender, particularly particularly in the chest area, because it's almost like, uh, I hazard to use this, but it is a pornography term, quote-unquote she-male, which yeah. is the pornography that is built around women with a big dick. This feels like this is the boob version of that. It is very effeminate women with a powerful man's chest. And the, the, you, a lot of the times you will In have arms. yes, and, and yeah. you have this this uh, almost bizarre double gender thing going on where you have a male chest with the where you have the giant male chest with the huge pectoral muscles, and coming off of that you have these breasts, which are usually not all that gigantic. No, no, it's less like hyper feminizing, and it's more like hyper masculinizing. Like of the women female form. of the female form, which is really fascinating, because uh, there is that distinct difference between a very muscular woman and a woman who's been drawn with masculine muscle features. Right, and a lot of folks say gender doesn't exist; gender can't be defined that way. I think it's important to start off this conversation just by saying that everyone kind of has their own perspective on that, well, and mus- muscle and skeletal structures are different on what we typically perceive as gender. Well, this is also important to point out that this is not a fetish for strong women it's a fetish for muscular women right one of the articles that uh dana sent us was talking about there is there is a fetish for like strong women and giant women and these are entirely separate yeah Yeah. like muscular women especially the muscle groups that they work out are vanity muscles for the most part so they're not necessarily like super strong where you can have a super strong woman who appears feminine yeah yeah like she she doesn't appear like she's been doing steroids for the last, you know, 20 years. Well, whether it is photography or animation, I, I guess real quick, I, I do want to differentiate. It feels like there is a strong difference in this fetish from uh, what appears in animation and what appears in real life. It feels like it's almost two entirely separate fetishes because one is has much more grounded in reality. And once you start getting into animation, you go to this wild place that's far beyond anything that could happen in our real life. But uh, my, my main point that I was, that I was going towards is that uh, all of this pornography, whether it's real-life models or animation, is highly feminized faces. That's something that is consistent no matter what. Right. It, is, it is always a very nice haircut. With with long hair, I did not see many short haircuts at all. Uh, we I saw, saw several. mostly short haircuts. Well, I, I guess I just don't mean like it's not it's not a butch haircut. It's very much a, a feminine pixie cut. Yeah, most of the time I saw like the uh, uh, the uh, quote, "I need to speak with your manager." Haircut. Yeah. yeah, no, I was about to say that yeah. exactly. It's a lot of <laughs> "I need to speak with your manager" haircut of the of the strong bang on kind of like a long bob, uh, a lot of heavy eyeshadow, a lot of colorful yeah. lipstick. Um, a lot of very thin cheeks and pointed chins, sometimes elf ears. That was consistent. And then, yeah. And then almost always a huge part of the bodybuilding community in general is that the, the, the muscled naked body is so toned and so oiled. 
it's a different color than the the, the, the well, they skin also, on the They face. do a lot of spray hands yes. and that kind of thing. And so almost always there's another uh, odd disconnect from the head and body yeah. in that skin, the skin tone itself. That's why I said it literally looks like you could like go in to and just like reach over and just pull off a mask. It it's walking looks... Photoshop sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and we're not trying to shame this. It's it's striking, and and to pretend it's not no, striking we're just would be to lying. Describe it because it is. This is an inherently auditory medium, and we're trying to describe what we see. Yeah. Um, but bodybuilding has been popular for what the last fifty years or so. I believe that started in like the fifties of of the whole vanity muscle building, and it was only a matter of time until women became but interested. In there, that. I, I did point out there's a difference between bodybuilding today and what it used to be. Yeah, like in its heyday in the eighties, it didn't used to be inhuman. Yeah, like people were disqualified for being too big. You know, like you had to be like proportionally big like you could still use steroids because Arnold Schwarzenegger was using steroids back in the day but he won Mr. Universe and you look at him now or you look at him back then and he looked like a will well built guy so what we're specifically talking about is um if you are from like a foreign country and you're not very familiar with this or if, if you're younger and you just haven't encountered that there is a huge difference between muscle being powerful and muscle being visible um, and especially if you watch like Olympic games where you have the power lifters who are the people who are breaking world records of how much weight they can pick up and put over their head, right. they don't look like superheroes. A lot of times they kind of look chubby. Yeah. Like, and, and that's one of the strangest things you'll see is, is male or female. These people will kind of be stocky. They'll kind of look like lumberjacks and they'll kind of have a high fat content. There are different ways that you can work out and activate your muscles so that you look more yeah. like you look more vain. It's vanity muscles. There, there's slight correlation between muscle size and how much you can lift, but you can build your muscles without having to lift more. And and a huge part of it is water retention too. I think that goes without saying of whenever you see a bodybuilder actually on stage, you know, doing that shit where they put their fists together on the side of their ear yeah. and then, and, and then they, they do the bicep curl. Uh, usually everyone on that stage is about to pass out. I watched a documentary on that once. And I think that that's fascinating is if you watch those dudes uh, and, and ladies too, they are so lightheaded from like body spray fumes and yeah. they're so dehydrated to keep their water weight they don't up. drink for like 24 hours. And a lot of times they don't eat before, right? Like I, they have to have like no sodium and no food, I think. Yeah, because um, they really want to show off those muscles. I know uh, Hugh Jackman's talked about that, which is why he doesn't want to do Wolverine. Wolverine. Uh, and the only reason he did uh, the standalone Logan was because he didn't have to have his shirt off. Is because whenever he had to have his shirt off, he's like, no, I couldn't drink water for like... 36 hours the day before which is what's really strange and it's it's a it's a fantastic like display of irony is when you're looking at someone at a bodybuilding competition while they are super powerful that's them at their weakest you might be able to take them in a fight depends how like how long ago they had water because you might be able to just flick them really hard but the let's other thing bring is this back to women that they're probably not healthy yeah, oh no. yeah. They've done a lot of steroids to get Not to always, not 100% of the time, but steroids are ripe and not To get to that point, yeah. to get to the point that people are in uh, bodybuilding today, you have to do steroids. Fair. Yeah, you really do. Um, so let's take it back. I want to take it like way back. Because the concept of like strong, muscular women is not something that's new. Um, there have been tales of powerful, powerful females in the forms of Amazons and Valkyries. Uh, for a very long time in mythology and before. Um, there's always been a certain exaltation, but also a certain erotic fascination with these muscular women. Um, it's only been in recent years that this fascination can be realized in the flesh. What was the stuff of fantasy for many years has become possible in the past 50 or 60. So a lot of these women that are now um, participating in like developing really huge muscles... Um, don't actually make a lot of money in terms of like um, posing and things like that for sport where they make a lot of money is in allowing people to worship their muscles or uh, to have like mock wrestling sessions um, with a lot of gentlemen who actually worship this. Yeah. So what's interesting is that I mentioned the Amazons and the Valkyries. Most of the time, the people that, um, 
the guys that are coming in for sessions with these women are called schmoes, like Joe Schmo. They're called schmoes. And the women that are the muscles, like super muscular women, are referred to as goddesses, which I thought was kind of interesting because it has a little bit of a mythological background. Yeah, my uh, my understanding of that situation is that, um, y- you know, if you are going to become a sex worker or you're going to, you know, go to work for yourself in the pornography sense, if you're willing to do something strange or offbeat or for a niche community, you can make a lot of money very fast. Yeah. We've discussed in the past that if you're willing to do burp pornography, you can make $2,000 in a day. What's interesting about uh, uh, being like muscle worship is you have to work very hard to get there. You can't just right. decide to do that. Well, um, it's very expensive to sustain your diet yes. and to sustain all of your um, all of the things that you need in order to maintain your physical, you know, appearance that way. So the best way to do that is to obviously have somebody that can like pay you for uh, your time. Well, and a lot of these people, a lot of these women. They, they got into it for the sense that they wanted to perform in competitions, uh, right. strong woman competitions. There's just not a ton of money in that. Right. I mean, because uh, you look at the career of Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's the dream career, is homie was just on stage flexing muscles, got cast in Terminator right. and Hercules. And originally they were cutting... Hercules in New York. They had stand-in actors for him, and they had a bunch of... Uh, a the bun- original cut of Hercules in New York, they had his voice dubbed. Yeah, they had his voice dubbed. He, even though he spoke English in the movie and performed all the lines, uh, they were like, no one can understand him. We have to Fate. have an American... But as fate had it, and I don't really know too much about the rise of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he just became so popular in that circle, he eventually transferred over to acting, eventually fucking politics, became a governor. Yeah, it's... Uh, um, it's he, like, led with his charisma. But people he, are, are... He's one of the most charismatic But once again, we're talking about a man. Women. Yes. So let's see if we can refocus. So, and the, well, we're talking about something that's relatable because it's the career true. path. The career path is the dream path. Uh, uh, there are strong women, strong people comp- competitions. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, regardless of being a male, he's had the dream career. Sure. It's like having a conversation about a female singer-songwriter. You're going to talk about Bob Dylan of having the dream career. It just nothing worked but better for that person. I also sure. don't think the women who enter this are going for that. So I think some are. Oh, I, that are going for like the dream career of. I think so. I think that superstar. In some of the documentaries that I uh, that I watch, I know one of them was uh, the very exploitative uh, taboo series, yeah. which we shit on on this show. It's very exploitive, but exploitative. But uh, they, they discuss strong women, and they, they had no interest in doing anything pornographic or being worshipped by schmoes or taking money by schmoes to fake wrestle with them. Right. The, these these women got super buff, super powerful because. They wanted to go to competitions. Right. They wanted to have the Schwarzenegger career of going up on stage, leading with that charisma, winning awards. Whether it led to acting or politics or whatever, they wanted to be they wanted to be worshipped in a societal sense, not in an individual sense. Right. And, and that's that's an endemic of, of the entire muscle worship fetish, regardless of gender. Is when you do something like that to your body, is it for the individual? Is it for the self? Or is it for society as a whole? And that asks a whole lot of larger questions. Well, I think I think it is a mix of both because it is like going to a place that's beyond human. Yes, yeah. and yeah. and that actually brought me to another point I wanted to talk about, sure. and that is that um, this is kind of a recent invention. Like the the muscle structure that we have in popular culture is something that did not exist eighty years ago. I wouldn't it think it couldn't have existed. It couldn't have existed. Just you, you look at the idea of power. I I, uh, I want, wanted to reference Mad Men, but I keep getting in trouble for referencing things that have men involved. <laughs> but the, but it's hard because there's no female equivalent because it's associated with men. Which I get it. And, I and get that, yeah. a lot of times it's it, a lot of times, especially from very heteronormative standards, it is viewed as repulsive. Yeah. I don't find it that way, and I, I think that anyone open minded shouldn't find it that way. But as far as like mainstream goes, it's a sideshow attraction. And that's very unfortunate. Well, and it goes back, and I feel like whenever I was doing research for this episode, I it made me think a lot of our superheroes episode. Oh, this and has talking, so much to do with superheroes. Yeah, and talking about She-Hulk, um, and, you know, like, her, the way that her body is formed differently than, like, the Hulk's. She's very slender. You know? Yeah. So it's like, it's like a complete 180 whenever you're talking about these real-life women who are super duper muscular and are being worshipped for it because you would think that that would go against the traditional norms of what beauty standards are you could make the argument that the the worship of the of like the super muscular woman is the greatest inversion of heteronormativity 
yeah. for, for a heterosexual to, to perform in the sense that uh, even someone who's uh, fetishizes obese women, there's still this idea of like being very dainty, mm. being very feminine, effeminate round shapes. Right. And well, again, yeah, like you have the need to be taken care of. And the need to be taken care of and the need to right. being maternal. Like the, the, the body of a female bodybuilder and the super muscular is something that does not even show up in comic books. You look at super powerful women in comics and movies and sci-fi and all the bullshit adventure movies, right. none of them look like the women who look, who look, look like that. Right. The super powerful women of film are still dainty and small and need to be protected and have or slender shoulders. at best they look like Ronda Rousey. Yes. Right. And that's about as like, I, I, I ha- I'm hesitant to say masculine. I guess the better, that's as powerful as they will look. Yeah. There's no mainstream Hollywood movie. There's even a movie coming out now that is about uh, professional wrestling. It's oh, a, God. Rock the Dwayne John. It looks terrible. It looks absolutely terrible. What about Glow? I mean, Netflix Glow is had great. that special. All of those women, with the exception of one, are very tiny. Yeah. One And one is larger, more on the obese side, and then the very powerful woman is still relatively slender. She does not right. look like a bodybuilder. Right. Um. I just talked a lot. I'm kind of winded now. But it's it's just interesting to see the way that that entire like understanding of the traditional norms of beauty is kind of flipped on its head when it comes to these women, and yet there's somehow um, a large, you know, um, group of of men who are willing to not only like that are not only turned on by this, but they're also willing to pay money in order to encounter someone or to touch some muscles, some feminine muscles, or, you know, be wrestled with, um, by some of these women, which is really fascinating to see as a business. Yeah. Uh, I, obviously there's going to be people who have been resorted to it because that's the only choice they had. Right. And then there's also people who are very excited about it. I'm sure there's people who enjoy that, that level of worship. I imagine that, uh, I guess just to invoke my own personal standards, it'd be more fun to be getting in super good shape to be making pornography that is enjoyed and worshipped rather than having to deal with paying customers to touch your body. But that's my own uh, discomfort with people paying to touch me. Yeah. It's also probably a vast difference in payment. Yes. Oh, I imagine. How much do you think it costs? How much do you think it costs to wrestle with a a She-Hulk? I have no idea. Probably thousands of dollars. I was thinking probably like under the range of like four or five hundred. It's about two hundred pounds. So that, I don't know what that is in U.S. dollars. Probably uh, two hundred fifty dollars. Three hundred bucks. Three hundred. Yeah, it used to be double, and then it's been dropping a lot for an hour. Um, an hour is a lot. I don't know, but from what I found, it said a session, um, which can involve a lot of different things. Being picked um, up a lot of a lot of the yeah. the men who are interested in this fetish like being picked up and shaking around um let me see there could be a mommy thing too i mean as we said five times a minute every episode different people are going to come at it from different perspectives but i'm sure for some it's it's the like representation of maternal power okay um a lot of it is um like based on wrestling to see how powerful or just show off how powerful the woman is and how to show off her muscle best um the intent is not on like pain or dominance um, it's usually just like kind of indulging the fantasy. Um, so it's got like acting and some elements of role play. It's wrestling. It's professional wrestling. Yeah. Muscle worship is the fetish behavior, which a man would admire the muscles of the muscular woman. This is rarely, rarely wrestling. Uh, there's rare, rarely real wrestling involved in the behavior. Most fetishes that fall, um, under this and I'm sorry, there's a lot of overlap here. But it says there's lifting and carrying the man, mm-hmm. which is a big one. Scissors, which is basically putting things like between her legs. That's an arm wrestling, except with legs. Uh-huh. If, if your leg goes into the scissor. And yeah. arm wrestling could be a part of the female muscle fetish. Um, so there's all kinds of different stuff going on, uh, as well as sometimes this can turn into like a more dominatrix style behavior I as well. Imagine. So that's kind of a big element. But 200 um, pounds well. for a session? That's less so. Lawyers make less than that. Some lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not like high price lawyers. But um, it's neat to see the different kinds of um, things that can happen during a session. Sometimes it also involves like squishing fruit or crushing something. Like a um, coconut. Yeah. Or um, like swinging a hammer. 
Um, some, some of them do that. They'll swing like one of those big mallets and hit like a tire or something just to show off the bulk of their muscles. What a wild exchange of money that has to be. Yeah. And sometimes it just involves them like working out with weights, like lifting up a huge weight and showing off the different See, dexterity of their muscles. That's where you really, cause a lot of times a gym membership costs money. If you can take your gym membership and turn it into money. Yeah. Where you're getting paid to, to work out. Right. Exactly. So that's why, um, some of these women really find it very lucrative to actually, um, sell their time where someone can actually come and watch them, um, as they're doing what they're, what they do. I used to know a girl who, uh, would run on an elliptical on Twitch and sometimes she would just go run on an elliptical for 30 minutes and just make 15 bucks. Wow. And on Twitch. The working out? No, you can exercise. Mm-hmm. As long as, as as long as there's no like excessive cleavage or like the pants being too tight, you can really do anything on Twitch as long as it's relatively PG. I I did know a girl who was into uh, bodybuilding. Really? Mm-hmm. Did she ever pick you up? No. Oh, that's disappointing. Did she ever crush fruit? I don't know. Well, I mean, did she ever crush? Did you ever say, "Hey, Mandy"? I'm making a name up. If I got the name right, that would have been wild. You did. I did. No. That's wild. You didn't. Um, <laughs> no, she was... You never was... brought her a pair and said, hey, could you crush this with no. your legs? Why would I... Because maybe you're into this. I don't know. How would I be into that? That's... No, I'm, I'm not into this. Okay, I just... I, I had no reason to get defensive. <laughs> but you always talk about on the show how you're not... You don't want, like, personal fetishes. I'm, jo- I'm just joking around. I'm just joking around. And even if I was into this, that would be perfectly fine. Yeah, it would be perfectly fine. But, but I'm not. Approaching a very strong woman and asking her to crush fruit might not be perfectly fine. But it depends on the, the grounds and the, the way it's phrased. I did find some interesting um, information on the schmoes that actually usually pay to watch these women work out and show off their muscles. Psychological information? Yeah. Um, it's actually kind of surprising to me, um, but usually these men are athletes as well. Um, they're usually male athletes themselves. It makes sense in a way, seeing as that they are in an environment in which they would need to be in contact with such women, seeing as being like they're also dealing with muscles and bodybuilding and things like that. So it's often not like, you know, it's also... Athletic men who are actually looking to seek out these women. Well, muscle people are a type of person. Just yeah. like like there's people who really get cars and can talk about cars for a long time. There's also people who do that with guns. There's also people who do that with superheroes. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then you know there's some ground that you can relate to. Yeah, there's there's like hobbyists. And what's interesting about muscles is that it, it, it's kind of unproven territory. Nutrition science and like workout science... There's still a lot we don't know. Yeah, right. there's a new theory that it's uh, it's a, a lot bullshit. of uh, genetic basis to it. Oh yeah, I, that's actually what I follow for all nutrition and diet stuff is that everyone's body is going to react differently to different diets mm-hmm. and yeah. And some diets might work perfectly for some people, and some just don't do anything for any other people. My bet is that in the future you, you will go to a service like Twenty Three and Me. You'll put your spit into a jar, and they will send you a hey. If you want to get super muscular, this is how you would do it with your DNA background. <laughs> if you wanted to become a fucking Hulk, this is how you would do it. If you want to become a rail, this is how you would do it. But then they send all that shit to the government, and then the government knows, and then the government is watching whether or not you have donuts or not. And then they can just inject you from afar. With- Hulks and serum, and, and then you'll be a superhero. <laughs> well, and if you aren't a superhero, you can still hire or pay somebody to look at them in all their beautiful muscliness. I would love to like find a political cause that I'm behind and hire a bunch of super muscular women to represent me, uh-huh. so that I could just like have them be like protest actors. And just have 120 just super bulky, terrifying Hulk women standing outside of like the White House with like, cool. you know, release the Project Blue Book to the public. <laughs> I'd, I'd feel the political Give pressure. Give us the Cheeto. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude. I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> Orange Man is bad, though. Everyone so. knows they don't eat Cheetos. It's true. Like you, can, you can have a cheat day. I'm sure these ladies have giant cheat days. 
So although most schmoes can be found happily swarming around the fringes of your local bodybuilding show, the erotic pleasure they find in the strength and appearance of hyper-muscular women also motivates them to seek out female bodybuilders for private sessions where they can put those muscles to the test, which I've mentioned. And most of these take place in Airbnb apartments um, and sometimes in the schmoes' own home. Um, this can involve sensual touching and wrestling as far as, it, for some, that's as far as it ever gets. For others, sexual intercourse is also an option. So, but it seems like for the most of the schmoes, um, that's not something that they want. They don't want sex. They just want to admire the muscles and see how they work. That is a really strange, uh thing I've noticed throughout all the pornography, including both animation and uh, actual people, is there's not a lot of sexual interest. You don't see a lot of vaginas. Yeah, there's you don't almost s- no hardcore sex or even softcore pornography. There's not even... Typically, especially in the animation, you don't see men. Right. And, and uh, when you look at uh, any kind of fetish that involves a female form and female body, there's almost always like the man who's put into the situation and he kind of becomes like... The, the default male you you aspire to be. Right. This type of pornography usually doesn't have that guy in it. It's usually just solo female. And a, a lot of times the, the male figure, I, I remember one of the things I saw in DeviantArt was that the male was kind of an anonymous ghost. It was just a tuft of hair on an entrans- on a transparent male body that was scrawny. Wow. And so there's this, this, this body awareness where there's not this wanting to be intimidated to the point of not even wanting to fuck, just being sexually satisfied and sexually stimulated by the idea of, of, of witnessing it. Right. Uh, do we actually have any information or research that revolves around um, people actually interested in penetration? Or um, I wasn't able to find much besides one particular um, goddess who had reported um, that her sessions run about 350 pounds per hour. Per hour. That's not bad. Some guys That's like... a lot of weight to lift, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could lift up 350 pounds an hour. Oh, just gradually, like yeah. Yeah, one um, pound at a time. Yeah. So like five. So like five hundred. Sprinting. So like five hundred and fifty bucks. Some guys like to engage in serious wrestling mass- matches with the girls, but my own preference is for playful wrestling while encouraging um, uh, to sh- myself to show off the strength by lifting him and putting him in holds. The v- vast majority of the sessions I have had have ended in full sex. Oh. So oh. one so particular person did say that she does usually end in um, having sex. Others well, claim not to, but in my experience, if the chemistry is good in the room, good things invariably follow. So um, it depends on, I guess that probably increases the overall price as well. But you said so yourself that schmoes are typically in good shape. Schmoes are yeah, typically very... They, they typically are. And um, one thing that's come about since a lot of the... a lot of so the way that the wrestling, um, no, sorry, the international federation of bodybuilding and fitness has changed a lot of the categories that exist. Um, one of which makes it really hard for women to find more funding for their, this hobby. I mean, it's kind of like a hobby, isn't it? What would we call this? I would call bodybuilding a hobby. Like okay. I said earlier, it's, it's like gun people or car people. I mean, if you, yeah. if you could turn that kind of passion into a career, that's great. Yeah. A lot of these people just like it as their kind of their side gig. Yeah. So most of them don't. And so when they're barred from competing, um, or they don't make enough to support themselves, the internet has become the new arena where muscular women can make a living. Among the thousands of websites dedicated to muscle worship, there's one in particular that is the most popular, and it's called Saradas, S-A-R-A-D-A-S dot org, Saradas dot org. Um, it's, it's a forum where schmoes can freely engage with other muscle enthusiasts and share photos of their favorite goddesses. Um, and at the All time... live action, actual people. Yeah. Okay. Um, and at the time uh, of when this article that I'm looking at was written, there were 30,000 active members. That's not small. That's a lot. I mean, a lot of duplicate yeah. accounts. Conceivably. Do you assume yeah. there's duplicate accounts? I always assume there are duplicate accounts. Yeah. Uh, the site more is, is more than just a hub for discussion. It's also dominated by female bodybuilders offering their muscle worship services. Oh, so there's personal ads on this. Yeah. Um, a bunch, and these can vary from pillow fights to mild domination. 
Um, of course, you can't like list that you're willing to have sex on there for money, but they can, you know, kind of basically explain no, you, what their sessions might include. You pay for the date <laughs> and then have sex afterwards. You're not paying for right. sex. Well, I mean, I'm. It's how a lot of escort services try to get away with it. But I mean, that is technically legal. That's why be a lot of escort services get away with it. Yeah. And I, I imagine the idea is, it, 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 at least if I was going to be doing this personally, is you charge for the date, but then if you wanted a little extra, you pay a little extra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the oldest profession in existence. But it's really, it's really fascinating to see the kind of research um, that has been done into this because there's really been quite a bit of interest in, you know, why would these women, you know, work so hard to become so big, to become so muscular and so um, much farther away from the traditional standard of feminine beauty, beauty um, for, you know, for themselves. So it's kind of, it's I don't know, it's just really... It's really interesting, the you know, psychology behind this. You know, we've been selfish talking so much about the, um, what could happen to a man's <laughs> development that he becomes interested in, in women who appear this way. Yeah. But what about those women themselves? Right. But that was my thought, is what's the psycholo- psychology behind the woman? I, I guess, in, in my personal opinion, I, I, I think that being a woman who's interested in, in a traditionally masculine field, that's not all that atypical. And I, I'm going to go back to the old well of what I've been saying a lot on this episode. You meet gun girls. Right. I've met gun girls. Girls who know a lot about guns. They're very competitive about knowing a lot about guns. And they are very prideful of the fact that there's men that they can outsmart with gun knowledge. Same for car girls. Same for football girls. Gamer girls. Gamer girls. That's a fantastic example. Right. And I feel like it's just that same thing of of nutrition and bodybuilding is this area that is interesting, is seeing the limits you can take your body to. And I I think that for some it's going to be a performance, for some it's attention, for some it's just an interest. Right. And, and it doesn't need, it doesn't need to be a blueprint for them having a like all having the same childhood or something. Yeah. Um I think you're dead on. It says here, muscles have always been associated with men as signifiers of masculinity, strength, and power. Thus, the women who embody these allegedly male traits are antithetical to traditional notions of women as the weaker sex. In the context of the stigmatization and marginalization that a female bodybuilder can receive in society based upon her appearance, muscle worship could potentially reaffirm her self-identity and sexuality as well as provide much needed income. So in this case, maybe women are not exactly feeling super feminine, um, you know, despite the fact that they've, you know, gone and got breast implants over their, you know, muscles or whatever else. But by having these men come and worship their muscles and worship their bodies and pay them to admire their, their beauty, um, it kind of reaffirms their overall self-identity and sexuality as well as self-worth. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that, and I think that goes for uh, a lot of women who become involved in hyper-masculine fields, yeah. is there's this desire for camaraderie, and you have, uh, you know, and, and I don't mean to get into such traditional gender roles, but you have men who become so entirely fixated on a hobby or, like, interest that they can't imagine being with a woman mm. who's not also interested in that. And then you have women who become interested in that hyper-masculine subset or subculture. Right. And they seek out those men. I mean, this happens at anime conventions. I mean, those are my probably majority female now. But this probably happened at anime conventions in the 90s yeah. of women seeking men who are interested in this because they feel like they're the only girl. And men seeking those women because they're so into something they can't be without a woman. They can't be with a woman who's not like that. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of a, like another story as old as pop culture. As old as, like, as long as people have had hobbies, I'm sure this has existed. Right. Well, and that's the coolest thing about this, um, is that now with the internet and with the availability of, um, like, kind of sharing more of this. MySpace, Formspring. Yeah, having a space for these people to kind of engage with one another and and share in this hobby. um, I think it ends up being... I don't know, like more people are aware of it, right? It yeah. brings it brings more awareness to the fact that this exists. Um, With the internet, every subculture becomes stronger. That's, that's right. the heart of this show. Yeah. Well, also, this also has been, before the internet, has always been played off as like a joke kind of thing. Yeah. Like uh, 
I mean, it wasn't before the internet, but you know, Futurama had the whole thing about snoo death snoo? by snoo snoo. Yeah, and I'm sure plenty of sitcoms have been like, oh, and this is the episode where uh, George dates the, the super muscular girl. And... Did he? Oh, the man hands plot could work your yeah. into this that horrible plot line. Uh, but yeah, I, Futurama was riffing on like movies from the 60s and 70s, where I'm sure that this trope first showed up. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. this is a popular thing to like poke on, like either as right. a joke or just as you know a straight up like action movie or adventure movie type thing. Yeah. Uh, so there, that seed has always been there, and it just the internet, like it has done for all fetish communities, gave people the ability to. Uh, let others know that they exist, and then come together and well, spread. Because what is a fetish if not a spectacle? And, and that's what, like we look at the creation of so much stuff on the internet being tied to pop culture. I always go back to the uh, how there was this entire fetish that was built around quicksand, but it kind of dissipated out in the seventies because they kind of stopped doing quicksand stuff in the fifties, right. which is interesting. But uh, you know. Everything, sexual liberation movement. Yes. Everything about film and about books and include gaming in this as well, comics, mm-hmm. is they're all about spectacle. They're all about doing something you don't see every day. And that creates these little moments that get stuck in people's heads. And they either affirm something that's in their subconscious or they create something in their subconscious. Right. And, and that's why you have all these old film tropes of just oddities and that's what a kink is it's an oddity it's a one-off you don't see a super muscular woman every day right so when you do you worship her (laughs) yes this could also just be much simpler than that this could just grow out of like the desire to be dominated yes and what easier way to be dominated to show like submission except by strength and by muscular someone who's stronger more muscular than you more quote manly than you right. coming in and putting you in your place and putting you down and like telling you what to do and forcing you around. Did you say yeah. strongular? Did you combine strong and muscular and Man, say strongular? Possibly. That's entirely possible. Well, what is what is sex without power? A yeah. power exchange. Oh, that's what it is. Can we use our favorite quote? Yeah. All things are about sex except for sex itself, which is about power. Uh, so I'd actually want to change gears a little bit. Okay. And uh, I want to lead a little bit away from the positivity of real world super muscular and into the kind of uh, batshit insanity that is animated <laughs> super muscular women. Absolutely. Chris can tell you more about that. Yes. As I said earlier, Game Girl Power is probably my uh, favorite discovery on YouTube. Uh, uh, she, as I believe that, uh, as I choose There's to believe. no way that animator is female. As I, I choose to believe. That is a man making that porn. Uh, has a Patreon that has uh, quite a number of subscribers, 205. Really? Uh, the minimum subscription level is technically zero, but, uh, well, I guess technically one cent, but the minimum subscription level to get anything is $5. So if you're assuming that everyone is at the minimum level, she's getting, she, as I'm choosing to believe, is getting at least $1,000 a month. That's not bad for making... Honestly, terrible art. And that's the minimum level. It goes up to 5 and 15 and then 9,999. So before it sounds like I'm kink-shaming, there's nothing wrong with being interested in the animated segments of this. And there's nothing wrong with creating that art. There's nothing wrong with being stimulated by that art. It's just the weirdest It's just... It, a lot of it is very low quality. And so um, it, if you go back to actually episode two, the Sonic the Hedgehog episode, what I think of is one of the most important pieces of like scientific recording that we've ever had on this show. And I bring it up all the time. Is so there was the that toilet bowl? No, that's, that's just funny. <laughs> that's just funny. No, there was that there was that DeviantArt post where someone had written in very broken English, and it was either someone who was like developmentally challenged or very young, and they had eight pictures of Amy Rose from Sonic the Hedgehog, and each Amy had a different like body, and said, biggest mistake, Sonic Heroes. Biggest mistake was Amy not go to Funhouse, and each mirror showed different Amy. Which I, I, I still think is so just brilliant of, of just like general like kingdom and fetish worlds of of wanting to see the different like types of body 
uh, of wanting to differentiate people into varieties. Right. And yeah. in those those pictures of Amy Rose, there was a long, thin Amy Rose. There was a human Amy Rose. There was a furry Amy Rose. Yeah. There was a fat Amy Rose. There was a super muscular Amy Rose. It, it's it's we we put people into these bodily archetypes. And and if you think about it, if you want to move away from the gender binary and you, you want to think of gender as something as more than just male versus female, there, there's kind of bodily archetypes. And as much as we fight so much against that, we categorize them in our subconscious that way. Of, of that is a fat male body. That is a powerful male body. Right. That is a small, weak female body. And so it's one of those archetypes that people can gravitate towards and take to its absolute most absurd limits. Just like when you look into like uh, obesity yeah. porn on DeviantArt, you have people the size of rooms. Right. And when you look at that uh, uh, muscular shit on DeviantArt or the, the YouTube channel that Chris follows. You it, have people lifting skyscrapers. You yeah. have people lifting skyscrapers and they have biceps genuinely the size of like what like a car engine yeah. yeah where like their shoulders are so big that their their neck has disappeared and caving in it's it's wild shit it, it might not sound as much but you look it up and there's no way that these women can wipe their own asses or scratch their nose video was, uh, of one no. of them uh, surfing yeah. god that's a funny video that that's water funny. animation is terrible yeah i think it might be impossible for them to actually surf no, and uh, and so then you actually start moving into that area of DeviantArt where the pornography kind of starts to become anti-woman in a way. Yeah. And uh, I make it as a joke about how there's the women who couldn't scratch their nose or wipe their ass. But, like, I'm, I'm going to show a, a, one picture of the group right now. Uh, Chris, describe what you're seeing for me real quick. Um, there's a uh, person, well, I, there's a head on a body built of muscle. How big would you say uh, her muscles are compared to her? Or how big would you say her arm muscles are? Uh, well, her bicep is probably, I'm thinking about it volume-wise, uh, 10 times the size if you take it volume. I was going to say head. that each arm and each leg are all the size of Volkswagen Beetles. I'm just, I'm just thinking the bicep is probably, yeah, it's, it's gigantic. But uh, but Dana, I'm curious if, and, and I don't have a full thought plotted out yet. So I, I'm just curious if you if you think the same way I do uh, of this woman <laughs> yeah. being taken so far out of a bodily norm that it's kind of created this like Cronenberg type creature. Yeah, that 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 thing on this image can't be happy. It's now monstrous. Well, it's, there's literally no way for her to put her arms down. Like she has to be in a T pose at all time. Right. Like it's, it's taken to such an extreme that it's it's such in a dreamland. It feels disrespectful to invoke a human being who'd be in this condition. Yeah, exactly. Like she's wearing a suit. There's no way that she could. <laughs> there's no way to clasp that bikini. And uh, she's rope. just got this tiny, <laughs> tiny little head where she just looks like a character from uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, she does. She looks like a Zula. She looks like a Zula. Her veins are each like the size of rakes. <laughs> well, I did find a bunch of groups um, on FetLife that um, pertain kind of to our um, group for today, starting with one that's called Women's Muscular Legs. I mean, legs? Women, muscular legs are hot. Yeah. I, I think what you meant to say was women's legs are typically conceived as hot by the general public and not viewed as uh, atypical. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, um, so guess how many members are in this group? Well, I, I'm confused because just muscular legs, there's not, there's not the word super muscular or anything. Just no. muscular? Yeah. That sounds so, like, normy. 8,000. I don't think that there's going to be a huge FetLife community for it. That's going to be like right. someone's off count that has like 10 members. It's got 712 Shut me up. Okay. members. Um, then there's another one that's called Subs or Slaves to Muscular Women. Okay, that one sounds more. That one I'm going to give in the 8,000 range. Yeah, stick with the 700 that you said earlier. 331. Okay, relatively small. Which is really strange. And then there's another one that's called Muscular Women. For any women um, 
And for anyone into women with bulging muscles and or physical strength, being dominated, controlled, or into muscle worship, being worshipped, or just overpowering someone of the opposite sex. 912. 200. 49. 49? This does not make any sense. She went back to her old game of doing decreasing. As you got me. Except this next one. Oh. Don't tell us that. We were sticking on the, pan, the plan. You, you. It's hard to guess lower than 49. Um, we, so, had, we, had a group, we had a group of 21 <laughs> earlier on that's this true. episode. That's true. That's true. Okay, so um, I did find another group that's called Female Bodybuilders. 10... Billion. Four. Two thousand and eighty-nine. I'm technically closer. You're not. <laughs> then there's also not even not even if you're just counting not even digits. astronomically. <laughs> yeah. Then there's also um, a group that's called Dominant Female Muscle Bodybuilders. There's a lot of groups around yeah. this, but they also seem like they're all the same thing. I don't see why there has to be multiple groups. They should be. They should confederation. Combine. Yeah. Rock hard, rippling muscles, lean, tight skin, oiled to a gleam. Woman of muscle and those who love them. Uh, I'm gonna guess. I, I I'm lost now. I I, I guess the letter A because I can't think of numbers anymore. Three thousand. One thousand nine hundred ninety-five. You were technically closer because A could be anything. Yeah, literally. And there's one though. more group, and it's called female bodybuilders of FetLife and our admirers. I these feel are like all the same thing. They all really need to be shut down and moved yeah, into one. Like they there really needs to be should. a FetLife admin and says, "Hey, just join." Yeah. Uh, I agree. ten thousand nine hundred eighty-seven. That's it. You were closer. They're all like the same size, kind of. I don't get it. Yeah, I agree. Did we look, I think... at, did we look into the FetLife groups and I see mean, if there was? Yeah, they might, you know, be castoffs of like, you know. Some people didn't feel supported in a certain community. It's so like how the r slash atheism broke off into different sects of r slash atheism. Yeah, because well, r slash atheism is like the worst subreddit. subreddit. I know. I just think it's funny that it be. It, I just think that it's. I just think that it's funny that it broke off into different sects of atheism. That's that's funny to me. Uh, much like there's like the catholic catholic musculism and then there's the methodist musculism these people can't get along and they're muscle worshiping Not lutheran the lutherans the, <laughs> the muscle first lutherans group that broke away from the catholic church oh i don't know my christian church very well that's okay no well we won't fault you for it we really just care about fet- fetishes and geeks on the show so do you have uh, a products for us this week i don't i guess it'd just be a creatine uh, shake some uh, dumbbells yeah. uh some HGH. Some spray tanning lotion. A Hulk costume and a blonde wig. There you go. There you Some go. And a teeny tiny pits. string bikini. They are usually wearing like normal size bikinis that have been stretched very thin. Yeah. Yeah. Not an itty bitty polka dot bikini. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything else that really to include on today's episode. Um, The FDI. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, because this is a fa- It is a it fetish. Is, Danger index. Four fetishes. This is a fetish. Definitely is a fetish, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think for me, I'm going to give this a one. Uh, Unless you're the person who's also a bodybuilder. If you're a woman who's like trying to hulk up, she hulk up um, so that you can have like worshippers and stuff. Be I mean, really she careful. Hulk look like this. And don't use don't use steroids. But really, I would split this up into to three segments. I, I think there's the fantasy aspect of, of enjoying this fetish and animation. And no matter how like disrespectful or even weird or monstrous it can become in fantasy, mm-hmm. it's still just fantasy. I mean, what, is someone going to kidnap a woman and turn her into a muscle monster? It's not It's not going to happen. Drink so, your protein not a, not shake. Not in the real world. Yeah, not in the real world. <laughs> it, and maybe that is someone's sexual fantasy, as long as they don't actually do it to someone. But that's a one. All fantasies are ones. And that's under my philosophy that a zero doesn't exist. Um, next up is, uh, is from the perspective of a woman who's interested in becoming a bodybuilder, uh, whether she wants to give that out sexually or not. I think just becoming a bodybuilder, if you were going to register that on the FDI, would be like a two. Yeah. Just because you have to be smart about being a bodybuilder and dehydration and shit. And the easiest way to become a two on our FDI 
is stuff having to do with dehydrations. I think fur, I think <laughs> I think uh, furry fandom got a two because uh, dehydration you, you dehydrate in those suits. Sweating. Always drink yeah. water. Finally, if you are uh, a man or woman who enjoys being wrestled with or bullied by super masculine or super muscular women, that's a problematic slip of the tongue. Um, I would give that a two as well, just because wrestling, play fighting, arm wrestling, all that kind of junk. It has very, very small, very minor health risks. Just enough to register it to on the FDI. So, like, if you put your head in between two very powerful thighs that just squished a watermelon, yeah, that might be a two. Yeah, I think that's a two for both parties of just making sure you don't yeah. pop that head like it's a goddamn... What's a good head popping in a movie? Not Scanners. American History X. That'll, oh, well, that's a sad one, oh. but I'll, I'll let you have it. Chris, what do you? Uh, where do you fall on the F? Also, you want to be sure to be fluid bonded if you're going to pop a head between your legs. But, <laughs> uh, I think this actually deserves a little bit higher. Okay. Okay. I think it deserves at least a three because at the point three for men interested in it, three no, for the for women. women. So okay. Okay. Because what we mostly researched. And most of what this fetish seems to be is a uh, bodybuilder women that are beyond the normal limits of human body, which would kind of imply body dysmorphia. Yeah. Okay. Where you have to be doing steroids to get to the, the level of uh, a lot of these women. You have to be pushing your body beyond what it should do. Right. Uh, you are doing physical harm to yourself to achieve this level. Right. I think that that's more case by case than general, but I don't know. I don't have hard evidence. I think that there are ways you can become a bodybuilder, uh, what we quote unquote monstrous without steroid use. But I'm also not, speaking out of a place. I don't know a bunch, not to the point that a lot of these women were at. That's fair. I, I, I do not know the full extent of steroid use in the bodybuilding community. It's pretty much hundred percent. Pretty much, yeah. If I if I see someone who's on stage oiled up and like I can see every oh yeah, you they are almost guaranteed to use steroids. Okay, bodybuilding is virtually guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. Bodybuilding wow. uh, steroids are so rampant in bodybuilding that it's like it's just the norm. Well, you can't yeah. get disqualified for that. I know because it's not a physical not competition. anymore. You can't get disqualified anymore. Yeah. You used to be able to be disqualified. Wow. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's really interesting. And I'm glad that we were able to kind of go around and kind of give our different uh, ratings for this because I didn't really see it that way until you discussed your reasons why you would rate it higher. And I think I agree with you there. I guess uh, I guess with the addendum of agreeing with Chris, I, I would just throw in the, the, the one point of anyone using steroids <laughs> for their sexual purpose would end up as a three. Yeah. Uh, and... and I know that, you know, because of after-school specials, we're supposed to be super anti-drug and anti-steroid. I'm really not. Yeah. Any drug can be used responsibly, except for, like, the big ones, like cheap heroin. Well, even minor steroid use is not bad for you. Yeah. I, it is... It does a lot of positive stuff. It's when you start abusing it that it does negative stuff. And that's kind of the relationship for all drugs. It's really easy to say, they're virtually all on steroids, and steroids are a drug, and drugs are illegal. Fuck you. Like, (laughs) there are responsible drug users out there. There are plenty of people who live long, successful lives with with good careers, loving families, who recreationally use a drug for part of a hobby or for a way that they unwind. And as long as they're not, like, exposing their kids to it, as long as they're following instructions, as long as they're getting it through, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. And, and I, I think if someone wants to be a giant muscle monster and they use steroids and acquire it the safest means possible, that doesn't make and, them a bad person. And we use monster in the most sex positive way possible. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think... Monstrous muscles. I, I'm sure that word would offend someone, but I, I'm, I'm taking a guess here that most of the people who like look like a monster from the movie... Uh, I almost said Alvin the Chipmunks go to Space Jam. No, if if you look like a monster from Space Jam, you probably think the word monster is somewhat like, you're affectionate towards that term. You're a fucking monster. (laughs) I mean, Ted Bundy was a monster, but a very different kind of monster. A different kind for another episode. Well, anyways. Our genius episode for geniuses. You should definitely reach out to us if you're interested in... um, Anything that we've mentioned today, or if you have some corrections, or maybe you know the 
factual statistics on bodybuilding women, uh, definitely write in to us at Keekcast Podcast on Facebook. Ask for um, address, and uh, you can send us some Nasonex for Dana's nose. For my nose. Hopefully she'll be better soon. Some steroid spray for my nose. Yes. yes. Send us, uh, follow us on uh, Twitter at Kinkcast Podcast. And uh, send us some emails at uh, kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, the best thing you can do to support the show is by leaving us a review on iTunes for five stars. And uh, please... All five mom stars. Don't be afraid to contact us, especially if you have a correction. Yeah. Uh, we, I would very much love to have a corrections corner if we got something wrong on an episode. I would love to address that directly, saying hi. We were wrong. I said something that offended somebody, and I would like to atone for my sins of the tongue. If you would like to know next week's topic, we will be dropping hints about it on Twitter. So follow us there. You'll get some hints for episode 76. What, what? What 76. I don't know. It's a mystery episode. It's a mystery episode. We'll be dropping hints on Twitter. Do I have to follow the Twitter to find out? Can I know? Because I need to do research. Because I always do lots of research. You should definitely check us out on Twitter for hints about next week's episode, episode 76. Uh, Please look up this fetish on uh, DeviantArt. You will have a good time. Uh, Oh, is that it? Game Girl Power. Best place to do it. All right. Bye, everybody. I ain't gonna break for